Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about what we're looking forward to at Disney and in the theme park world. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered for bonus content, such as live trip reports, or you can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at Travelmation.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As The Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips With Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, it is nearing the end of the summer, or for some of you, it may already be the end of the summer. And, you know, there's been a lot of negative press with Disney. You know, we have to talk about Genie Plus more than we want to talk about. Crowds haven't been the greatest. And, of course, Disney's website still never works. So we thought we'd have a nice positive episode about what we're looking forward to that is coming down the pipeline Disney-related. There are a lot of good things coming to Disney, and so we just thought we'd spend an episode talking about them. Before we get to that, Leslie, do we have any patrons to thank today? We do have some patrons to thank today. Thank you so much to Marissa G and Danielle G. If you'd like to support the podcast and get exclusive content, unfiltered episodes, as well as reports from when we're in the parks and on Disney vacations, then you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Thank you to everybody who supported us over the years. Yes, thank you. Marissa G and Danielle G, no relation. Sorry. Dumb joke. Okay. <laughs> now, most of the things that we're going to talk about today have not started yet, uh, at least in full. But there is one thing that we are really looking forward to that is already operational, Leslie, and you are hopefully going to be seeing it soon. So tell us, what are you most looking forward to in the next? Actually, when you're listening to this, Leslie may have already experienced it. That's right. I am most looking forward to, in my personal Disney travels, to Avengers Campus in Disneyland Paris. I think a lot of Americans don't even realize that a new Avengers Campus just opened in the Studios Park at Disneyland Paris just a couple of days ago as of when we're recording this. So it's brand new and a lot of American journalists and you know bloggers haven't really gotten in to see it. So I'm kind of going to be on the, the early side of things, which I'm really excited about. We're going to be spending some time on up to three days in the the parks there at Disneyland Paris, not three full days because we want to see a little bit of the rest of Paris and be reasonable about it, but definitely looking forward to seeing it and comparing it to what things are in Disneyland in California. I mean, the early reviews are that the Paris version is better, that there's a lot more sort of going on and certain things sort of translate better. But, I, you know, I've never been to Disneyland Paris myself. I don't really have anything to compare it to uh, in terms of what was there before. But, I mean, obviously the Studios Park there has always been panned as a half or even less than a half-day park. So this adds quite a bit there. So stay tuned. I mean, there's definitely some of the same things. But there's, there's a Pim Tesco kitchen but it's a table service restaurant instead of a quick service restaurant so uh, I don't even know if I'll be able to get in but definitely going to try to peek at a lot of different things while I'm there and see if France is doing the Avengers better than California. Park Studios was terrible Leslie. I know and it was even (laughs) more terrible because it was juxtaposed next to Disneyland Paris which is a beautiful and amazing park. So Avengers Campus, much needed. Yeah, from what I can see, it does look like it may be better than the one in California Adventure. And I think 
part of it might be it seems like at least from what i can tell avengers campus is a little bit bigger in disneyland paris or at the, at the very least they're they packed more into it yeah it does look like I, I haven't seen any square footage comparisons but you know in california adventure they were really constrained by the former footprint of a bug's land so they had to squeeze things in it does feel very tight so i'm assuming they just had a little more room to work with in disneyland paris but even from what i've seen the layout of some of the things makes sense the quinjet at disneyland it's really hard to see it from a lot of angles within the park and because it's on a roof yeah, it's on a route. Well, it's, it's so on a, random. But like, you can't really see the stunt shows that are up there unless you're at the perfect angle. So I'm really curious to see how that that translates. Are they going to be doing the stunt shows? in different places and and the Quinjet instead in Paris looks like it's kind of on a center tower so that you can see it from a lot of different angles so uh time you know time will tell and there's a different second attraction they took what used to be rock and roller coaster and rethemed it to an Avengers themed attraction so instead of having Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout there they have this roller coaster instead so I mean it's the same number of attractions it's one new Web Slingers which they call something slightly different in Paris, and then one rethemed old one, Thrill Ride. But we'll see how it shakes out. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout's a great ride, but I think a lot of people don't really consider it part of Avengers Campus at DCA fully because it was already there for so many years beforehand. So like maybe Disneyland doesn't get credit for that. Yeah, it's like Avengers Campus adjacent at uh, California Adventure. But so so Disneyland Paris is going to have two actual attractions in Avengers Campus proper. Yeah, but one of them is the old rock and roller coaster. So it's kind of the same thing, but it just happened to have opened at the time of Avengers Campus itself. So people hadn't done it yet. It seemed new to them this year, as opposed to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which we'd all done dozens of times. Man, that's a huge upgrade for Disneyland Paris. You know, we need something like that in yeah. Florida. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's like like two new attractions in the whole land. Anyway, uh, I digress. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Very much looking forward to, you know, I generally avoid spoiler talk about things, but uh, I definitely will be checking out whatever you have coming out for your Avengers Campus coverage. Now, the next thing that I'm really looking forward to is something that has come back to Walt Disney World and Disneyland in dribs and drabs, but it really does feel like by the end of the year, or at the very least early 2023, all of the character meet and greets will be back. As we were recording this, Marita just came back to Magic Kingdom last week. Crystal Palace is bringing back the Winnie the Pooh characters on September 20th, 2022. So, you know, a lot of the character meals are coming back. The character meet and greets are coming back. Of course, hugs are already back. And I'm just, you know, my kids have kind of outgrown characters, but at the same time, I have a fond place in my heart for what characters used to mean for my kids. And, you know, who knows? My youngest never really got to experience characters because she didn't really start going to Disney until COVID time. So I am very much looking forward to characters being back in full swing i just feel like that's you know from a practical point it just eats up more people and so spreads crowds out and there are slightly shorter lines overall in the parks but then from just an experience point uh, i just love having that back as an option you know we've had a little bit of but it just seems like we're getting almost back to 100 percent on that stuff so very much looking forward to that 
Yeah, totally agree. The character meal that we had at Disney World this summer was a highlight and definitely felt like more of this. I mean, I, I'm not looking forward to the long lines for characters, especially like I, if autographs were never brought back, then I'd be okay with that. Even though my kids did go through like a short autograph phase and had a lot of fun with that, but it takes up a lot of time and it does make those cues kind of long. But, you know, hopefully just in bringing back a lot more characters that that will help with spreading out the people and supply meeting demand. But it also feels like you say, Joe, like sort of a marker of things really fully coming back. Now, if only we could get park hopping at any hour, then things would be really normal, Joe. Dare to dream. (laughs) Dare to dream. All right, Leslie, what do we have next? Let's stay in uh, Florida. All right, we'll stay in Florida. And we're really looking forward to Tron whenever it's going to open. I took my ride on the People Mover on my last trip, trying to peek in to see what was going on. It still looked like it had a ways to go. And I mean, this is an attraction that's taking longer to build than all of Disneyland times like three or something like that, which is crazy. But we're hoping maybe end of this year, maybe early next year, but still no date from Disney. But this would really add a lot more to Magic Kingdom, to Tomorrowland. It's a great ride from Shanghai Disney, and it just needs to come to Florida. Yeah, Disney Dish feels pretty confident that Tron Light Cycle Run will be coming by December 2022. I think originally people thought that Disney might hold it back until 2023, although the fiscal year starts in October, so they could bring it back as soon as October, but it seems like it's not going to be ready in time. Now, they've definitely, you know, they've, oh, you know, this is not on our list, but I'm looking forward to the Walt Disney World Railroad coming back, and they've definitely started uncovering the tracks for that, so they're ready to get that back online. And I saw actually a picture of Walt Disney World Railroad engineers training again, so that seems imminent in its return so very much looking forward to that and then tron light cycle run we have seen cars testing on it so it is getting close and i'm very excited for that attraction uh, it's gonna really be a ton of fun i i had dreams of getting to shanghai but uh, a lot has happened in the last few years and so i don't know when that's gonna happen but luckily we can ride tron here in the United States. Now, the next thing I'm looking forward to, although I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to get onto it, is the Disney Wish, Disney Cruise Line's brand new ship. I've been following a lot of the coverage from a lot of people like DCL Podcast, Rope Drop Radio, DCL Duo. They have all been on the Disney Wish already. And everyone seems to, you know, it's funny, Leslie, people are not Disney Wish does not seem like it's a 10 out of 10. And I'm not sure if it's because it wasn't quite ready for show when it started sailing or if you know there are some interesting design choices to say the least that people aren't the most enamored with all that being said it's a brand new disney cruise line ship and i am very much looking forward to getting on it someday what do you what do you think about the wish so far what you've seen about it leslie yeah i've seen the same thing i think there were some things that weren't quite ready for launch which you know people are not going to give disney a pass for because the inaugural sailing was already pushed back so for things to not be ready after already getting that extra time is upsetting a lot of people and rightfully so. But also I think there were some strange design choices like the running track. If you've seen any of the news about that, it 
doesn't go all the way around the ship. You have to go up and down stairs if you'd like to go for a morning run, which, you know, is a little bit nuts. And I've heard from a lot of people who have kids who are athletes, they're, they're not old enough to go into the workout facility. So that's the only place that they can, you know, get their training in. If you've got a, like a teen who really is into a sport or something like that, that's not ideal. So hopefully Disney will kind of sort that out. But I mean, the design of it just looks beautiful. It really is it really seems to me like it's going to be a ship that has a totally different feel from the other four ships. So I think a lot of people are just excited about changing it up. The theme dining experiences look fantastic. A lot of the different offerings look great. So I'm excited to go on it as well. The the big negative for me personally is right now they're only doing three and four night sailings out of Florida. And it seems to me to be a seven night ship. Like if you want to check out some of the things that are more in demand, like hyperspace lounge, it's hard to get that reservation. So I don't want to be going on a cruise and stressing about, can I get even into this place? So that's sort of why I'm waiting. Like, I think if I were to do it to fly all the way from California, like I would rather do a longer cruise, like I could do a back to back. But I mean, a three night sailing seems like a miss to me. It seems like they're maybe catering to the East Coast crowd who wants to come in for a weekend and experience the new ship, but maybe missing out on some bigger dollars for people who would like to relax on the ship and have a longer sailing. Oh, the other thing that I'm super excited for on the Disney Wish is the pizza. The quick service pizza is getting excellent <laughs> reviews, Leslie. And and the Mexican you know, restaurant, the quick service Mexican, right? Yes, the burritos yeah. as well. Yeah. So, you know, my broken brain is like, oh, yeah, let's spend thousands of dollars on a cruise just to try out the quick service pizza but uh you know my brain is what it is it is but um, yeah i mean generally i guess i just gave it a lot of a lot of knocks but i am looking forward to the wish it looks like a great ship and would love to get on it sooner rather than later i just need to figure out when it fits into my travel schedule definitely all right so let's go to the west coast leslie what uh is coming to disneyland that you might be looking forward to maybe Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Toontown is getting a complete overhaul in early 2023, so that's coming soon. And we're, of course, getting Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in Toontown as well. So that really does expand Disneyland Park. And my kids love Toontown. That's still a place that we have, you know, gone every trip in recent years. So seeing it get a little bit of a refresh and get in an extra ride. My my son loved Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios, so... Getting it in his hometown park is going to be icing on the cake. So, and that's really the only thing coming to Disneyland that's announced at all right now. So we're hanging our hat on that (laughs) and hoping maybe D23's got some big news coming down soon that something else is coming to California in subsequent years. But I'm excited about that. That's enough for me for 2023. Hopefully this episode has become obsolete because that means that Disney has announced more stuff that we didn't cover yet. Because unfortunately, and we apologize, we know we're a Disney podcast, but the last couple things that we're looking forward to are Universal related. And I promise I will have a Disney angle on it. But the first thing is next year in 2023, Universal Hollywood in California is going to be opening Super Nintendo World. And like I said, I try to avoid spoilers, but every glimpse I've seen of the Mario Kart attraction looks amazing. And with kids who are super into Mario Kart right now, this feels like it's going to be a slam dunk of a themed land at Universal Hollywood. 
Yeah, this is something that our family is looking forward to. And I have not taken my kids to Universal Hollywood. It's just as easy of a trip for us as Disneyland is. My, my daughter has been. She went and flew to visit her uncle who lives in Southern California. And the two of them have gone to it before. But but now the addition of Super Nintendo World, that moves it really high up my vacation list for theme parks in California. We're going to make it a priority in early 2023 to check it out. My son is Mario obsessed. So, I mean, they just got a new customer by adding this land. And I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat. So, really looking forward to that. And, you know, definitely took a look at some of the attractions and the sneak peeks from Tokyo and the theming just looks fantastic and getting it in California is going to be great. And then a couple years down the road, I think in 2025, Universal Orlando will be opening Epic Universe. Leslie, is that a new gate, like a new theme park or is it just a new land? You know, what is that, Leslie? Yeah, so it's a whole new theme park. So Universal is going to have, well, depending upon whether you count Volcano Bay, it's going to have three full theme parks plus uh, Volcano Bay, the the water park. And Epic Universe is going to have different lands within it, including a Super Nintendo World as well, and then other themed lands. So this is going to give Disney World a run for its money, um, having that third gate at Universal Orlando. And probably going to mean that I'm going to divide a little bit of my time and go check it out there as well. I've only been once to Universal Orlando as an adult since, you know, becoming a blogger, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely going to be adding that to our travel list as well. And have they mentioned, is there going to be a third section of Harry Potter stuff in Epic Universe? So I haven't followed all the details super carefully, but definitely rumored. So I, th- I think it's safe to say that Harry and friends will pop up in that park as well. You know, the reason why this is Disney related is because last time Universal did something huge, which was, you know, the original Harry Potter land, Hogsmeade and Hogwarts, Disney realized way too late that they were starting to lose market share. And because of that, they created Pandora, which has brought us one of the best theme attractions in the world, which is Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom. Now, I wish that Disney would be more proactive. Like, Epic Universe is coming, and Disney is going to lose. Like, that is not going to completely flop, no matter what wishful thinking Disney has. And so Disney is going to lose market share to them. So the question is, what is Disney going to do in response? Like, what new attractions or what new things can Disney do in response to Epic Universe? And so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, competition is good. Regardless of whether you like Universal or Disney better, both theme parks doing well is going to just force the other theme park to do better. And right now, Universal has the edge on what it has announced, you know, because after Tron Light Cycle Run, yeah, new stuff is opening at Epcot, like, Moana Journey of Water and stuff like that, but that's not going to move the needle like Super Nintendo World will in Epic Universe. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Disney will do in response, and hopefully that will result in a big improvement in what's going on in the Disney parks. Yeah, totally agree. So high expectations, uh, I guess, for D23 and future announcements for Disney. Um, time to come, you know, engage in this battle <laughs> and, ra- and raise the stakes. Yes. Please tell us about your next attraction instead of your 77th Marvel movie, even though I'm super excited about all of those (laughs) as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, that does it for what we are looking forward to. I mean, there is a lot to look forward to at Disney in general, and we are excited for what the future holds. Uh, Before we get out of here, Leslie, what is your Disney do or don't for us? 
My Disney don't is actually don't go to these new things right, right when they open. And that's very counterintuitive for me as a blogger and podcaster who wants to go the very first day something opens. But the reality is, and we've seen this a lot in the last couple of years, is that the kinks have to be worked out. And operations will change. I mean, I'm watching Avengers Campus this first week. There's a queue to get in the land at Disneyland Paris, just like there was at Disneyland. But guess what? At Disneyland, that queue was gone two weeks later. So I'm very glad that I'm going to Disneyland Paris a few weeks after the opening when they've refined the operations and you can find out what you need to do to get in a queue or to you know, get onto a restaurant, something like that. So for regular people, don't do as the bloggers and the podcasters and the vloggers do. Schedule your trip for a few weeks or even a few months after something new opens, and then you'll really get to experience it as it's meant to be experienced. Great tip. All right. We'd love to know what you're looking forward to in the Disney parks or Disney Cruise Line or anything Disney related or Universal related, shame on us. Uh, let us know, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you turbo sliding at Super Nintendo World. Thanks, Joe.